Are you concerned about fiat currency? Are you concerned about cryptocurrency and the crypto winter? Did you lose a lot of money there? What about the new BRICS currency and the banks failing and the credit downgrades and all the debt in the world? So how do you really keep your money, your cash safe? We, of course, want to have some of our money invested for higher risk, for higher gain, but we also want to have a little nest egg. It's not going to go down in value. And if you don't know where to put that, because you're worried about all these various places and you get an email coming in that says, hey, this is going to be the only thing that's worth anything once fiat fails, it's tempting to just say, yeah, I want to protect my liberty. I want anonymity. I, I, I trust you. But should you? We're going to discuss all that and more. I took a deep dive into Monero, into crypto, into BRICS, into the banks, and I'm going to reveal it all in this video conference. Be sure to share it with your friends, especially anybody over the age of 40. Because remember, you're always supposed to keep a percent equal to your age safe. That means that it's not going to go down in value. Bonds are losing money too. So there's a lot of risk on the safe side. We have a lot to discuss. We'll get started momentarily. Remember, youtube.com forward slash Natalie Pace to watch these free video conferences back. Join us at nataliepace.com and you can even join us live in a future video conference. Just email info at nataliepace.com with VideoCon in the subject line. We'll add you to our list so you can join us live. I even answer a few questions. See you momentarily. So um, as I mentioned, you know, there's a lot to be concerned about and the marketers are taking advantage of this. So someone had sent me over some information on a Monero email that they got. And this one promised everything in the world, like anonymity, it would keep your justice. They had all these great security things. And there were a lot of things that they didn't say in there. So we're going to take a look at all that and more. Just give me one more second. All right. So I, we're going to go to nataliepace.com first because I did write a blog about it. And there you can find the links and resources to a lot of the things that I'm going to be mentioning. So first off, here we go. Um, here is nataliepace.com. And all you have to do to go to the blog itself is go to nataliepace.com forward slash blog. And it is the first one that you're going to see. Now, of course, if you come in after I've posted another blog, then um, you're going to have to do a search on Monero. But one of the other things that I want to show you is that at the end of each blog, I have a list of some of my more recent blogs. And here you're going to see a list of a lot of the various blogs that I'm going to be talking about where I already covered a lot of this. So I've covered bonds losing more than stocks. That's been a problem. I covered the USA getting downgraded. I covered um, you know, the banks and why we are underweighting and have been underweighting banks for years. We've been underweighting bonds for years as well. 
getting um, you can get a yield now in bonds, but it's a bit tricky. Um, additionally, we've already covered bricks and uh, alternative investments. So you can dive down deeper into that if you wish. Um, and of course, you know, ways to stash your cash after the Silicon Valley bank failure. We definitely looked into various ways that you can stash your cash. So you're going to be able to go a lot deeper here. Of course, I just want to say we you can actually get very safe. You can get safe. You can start earning a yield. There are various things that you can do. It is tricky because there's a lot of debt in the world. And if you manage to get a long-term bond of a corporation that is at risk of a credit downgrade or even worse to junk status, then you're still gonna have that problem with the bonds being illiquid, negative yielding and losing money, losing money. So bonds lost 26% last year. That was more than stocks did. If you were attending our investor educational retreats, we spend one full day on what's safe. And for the past decade, we've been saying you are not getting paid to take on the risk. In 2022, last year, there was an inflation-linked um, savings bond that was paying almost 10%. So we are showing you these opportunities. And it's a really good idea if you haven't ever attended a retreat or it's been a while since you attended a retreat to reattend. So our next one is going to be October 7th through the 9th. And again, a lot of times we can even save you thousands of dollars with smarter big ticket uh, bill budgeting. So the little price that you pay for our retreat, it not only can protect your wealth, but it also can save you money. So a, a lot of people report earning back the price of the retreat in the first few months in budget savings alone. If you're interested in this, email us at info at nataliepace.com for more information. You can also read the testimonials and learn the 15 plus things here. But just know that we do spend one full day on what is safe. And again, the most important thing to be knowing here is that there is no one panacea. So when you're getting an email in saying fiat currency is going to fail, this is the only thing worth anything, you're getting a paid to promote email from a marketer. And that may actually be a pump and dump scheme at the worst. And the best possible scenario is that maybe there's a little bit of merit to it. And maybe oftentimes, rather than it actually being safe, this is the case with Monero. So we're going to dive in a little bit deeper on that. It actually should be, if you are going to do it, it's actually very high risk. So it should be a piece of your at-risk side, not your safe side at all. Crypto is not safe. It's actually really, you know, we've seen the crypto winter happening since November of 2021. And if you bought in when everybody was going crazy with crypto back then, you know, it's down more than half, right? Bitcoin went at 69,000 in November of 2021. It's now, you know, in the 30,000 range. So it's really important to make sure that you really do understand what is safe and where it, these things that are called safe really should be allocated. So using Monero as the most recent example of we're seeing a lot of uh, emails and marketers that many of which are paid to promote. So I did drop down the rabbit hole on it. 
And these are the, the things that I discuss in the blog. And the first thing, again, I'm going to just go over it um, kind of fast because you can go back to the blog and read this more. But the headlines on this are what are really important. So fiat currency and demagoguery, what do I mean by that? is that these promoters are going to use terms and words that make you mad or scared. And they're going to hammer it home. And the email is going to have a lot of that, things that stoke your fear. Because when you get blind with rage, people can lead you from wherever you are into whatever they're selling. That's what demagoguery is all about. And whether it is selling you a cryptocurrency or selling you a political candidate. That's what they want to do. They want to say that over there is scary and it's going to take your liberty and it's going to, you know, your money's going to be worthless. And this is the savior, right? So that's what is happening a lot today. Now, with regard to Monero, this particular email absolutely mentioned liberty, anonymity, fiat currency, all of these things over and over and over again. And of course, if you're a seasoned investor, what you really are going to be thinking about is, okay, what aren't they mentioning? Who runs this? So let's go to the Monero website. And when I went to the Monero website itself, that made me ask even more questions. So if we go to Monero homepage at getmonero.org, what you see here is that they give you all of this information about how private and decentralized it is and confidential and secure. But if you try to find out more about who runs the company, you're not going to find out anything at all because it's just going to take you back to there. No names, right? Now, if this were at, on a U.S. bank, you would be pretty concerned, right? Like you might, you you know who runs J.P. Morgan? He's on, you know, he's on the news every other minute. J, um, that Jamie Dimon. So, if you were to think about a bank that you might turn your money over to, so you could set, you know, you could have access to your cash. Remember, that's what you want. You want your cash to not be devalued. So cryptocurrency, 69,000, 30,000, right? That's not a currency. We're going to talk about that in a moment. The second thing is you want to know that the institution has been around for a while, that they're worthy of your trust. So cash currency is really a token of trust. And if you don't know who you have trusted with your tokens, you know, how do you know that they're not going to run off with the money, right? Sam Bankman-Fried, Bernie Madoff. We've seen it in these people that, you know, should be trustworthy. Bernie Madoff was the president of NASDAQ for a period of time. So he, you know, he was hiding behind a really um, strong CV. All right. So let's go back to my Monero blog because I want to... We, I talk about that too, about, you know, uh, it being a token of trust and, and about, you know, people using to stoke the thing. But I wanted to take you over to Monero's team. 
when I dove a little bit deeper, first of all, Monero is worth about $3 billion. That makes it a small cap. Small cap companies are very high risk. When we are investing in small cap companies, and we talk about that, that you know, the trillion dollar companies like Google and Apple and Meta and Microsoft, those are stabilizers for your portfolio. The small caps, so a $3 billion company is a small cap, those are vulnerable, but they can perform well for you, right? So if you buy low on a small cap company, or if you have a small cap company fund, chances are the performance is going to be more than the large caps, but they have their purpose, right? You still need the large caps for stability. But if the small caps are vulnerable, right, is that where you want your cash that you don't want to lose money or you don't want to have wild valuation changes in, right? So that's number one with Monero and with a lot of cryptocurrencies. Uh, Bitcoin is worth uh, about half a trillion and it has gone up to a trillion dollars, but this particular one is only worth three billion. So it's already in the high risk category, which to me takes it out of the cash column and over to that at risk side, a hot slice of your nest egg. But even more, I found out that the Monero's founder, Ricardo Spagni, had actually been arrested and extradited back to South Africa, where he's from, for, for fraud and forgery. It was not related to Monero. It was related to his job before Monero. So if you did that Google search, and by the way, they're trying to scrub that from the internet. So they're trying to bury it. So you have to include the word arrested to find it. Then you can easily find it yourself. Okay. So this is not that hard to find, but if you didn't know that he was arrested or that he had had troubles, uh, legal troubles, and you didn't include that in your search, it might be on page six. So it's really hard on these, you know, it, I think it's a huge red flag. If you go to a website and it doesn't tell you who's behind it. Now, a lot of people say, well, that's the whole point of cryptocurrency, right? We don't know who Satori is. But the, the thing is, if you are in putting your money in there and you don't, I know people that have hard wallets that they don't know how to access themselves. Imagine willing that to your kids and you don't even know how to access it. How are they going to access it, right? Not to mention the other problems, even the the big ones like Bitcoin and Ethereum, they have these wild valuation things. So again, hot slice, when you have cash, money, safe side, it's not supposed to be devalued, certainly not by uh, half. And Monero's case, 80%, 80%, right? So let's go back and take a look at some of the other things that Again, Monero is just a poster child for some of the things that we think about in terms of crypto uh, currency versus fiat currency. So again, crypto is not being used as a currency by normal people, because again, you don't want to have a currency that you're buying and selling with that's worth, you know, a uh, dollar this day and 10 cents that day, right? And no business is going to accept that kind of wild structure uh, fluctuations either. We saw Tesla 
accept Bitcoin for a couple of months and then that was it, right? Because the, the devaluation was too wild. In fact, the chief coin officer, the CFO is no longer with Tesla. And it may well be that part of the crypto winter has to do with that. So again, when you think of cryptocurrency, I think it's better to think of it as crypto trading, right? So again, we're seeing that cryptocurrency is not a currency. It's not being used as a currency. It has wild fluctuations in value. So it does end up on the at-risk side. And it's better to think about it as a hot slice because as you know, when you have uh, the nest egg pie chart system and you're rebalancing regularly and you have a hot slice of something that becomes five hot slices, it is screaming at you to sell high. When you have a hot slice that becomes a tenth of a hot slice, it's saying buy low, right? So those crypto files that are using our system are actually on a buy low, sell high system on autopilot for their crypto. They are able to capture gains and then they're able to add more at a lower price when the crypto winter comes instead of, you know, feeling rich, feeling poor, feeling rich. And, you know, sadly, we've seen even a lot of crypto suicides. So it's really a problem for people to bank everything on something that is a trading platform. I encourage you to read more about that because there's even more. There are a few people who are using it as a currency, um, but mostly on the dark web. So again, the point of currency is to protect our principle. Now, again, if we live in a debt world, which we do, and it's crazy, um, and a world where the US had our credit downgraded by S&P 500, S&P Global in 2011, and then by Fitch on August 1st, right? You might think, well, gosh, I'm even worried about the banks. And by the way, if you read my bank blogs, you see that we've been underweighting financial services for years and before the bank failures started. And you'll also see that a great deal of banks are at the lowest rung of investment grade, right above junk bond status. Our banks are, right? And they're trying to tell us that we're, financial stability is okay. Well, uh, clearly, you know, when you see banks failing and all of this, it's alarming. Now, a lot of our people, we actually have, you know, people that are in our tribe in Australia and Canada, those banks do are less risky, they're rated higher as just the banking industry. So one of the things that we have suggested is if you do want to be exposed to financials, why not do it where they have less risk, higher credit ratings, and by the way, even give you a higher yield. So there are lots of things that you can be doing, both on the safe side and especially in our value side, because a lot of times the value side is where a lot of these debt-laden companies are. And as you need to do on your bond side, which is to make sure that you are not overly exposed to companies that have the potential of a credit downgrade or even worse than that, or exposed to the duration risk that is causing bonds to lose more money than stocks. Now you might say, well, this sounds like a lot of work, Natalie. Okay, so I do second opinions. It's unbiased, I don't sell financial products. Get yourself safe, it's worth it. For most people, you have a lot more money in your retirement accounts and in your nest egg 
than you would ever earn in, in a year or two of work. So if you, you should know what you own. And now would be a good time if you wait for the headlines that a bank has failed or a credit downgrade. I mean, we're lucky that the credit downgrade happened August 1 and nobody gave it any attention at all. But, you know, there recessions happen and recessions in the 21st century cost investors half of their wealth. And that's when bonds do really well. So if bonds are not going to do well, which again, last year they were minus 26%. So people lost 26% on the side of their portfolio that's not supposed to lose money. You know, that means that the next recession could be even more problematic. Now, I don't mean to scare you. What I mean to say is that you do have to be meticulous. There are ways to get safe, but the fine print matters. And we do need to make sure that our bond portfolio isn't toxic. Once you get it set up, the safe side, you know, that isn't something that you have to rebalance as regularly. You can kind of ladder it so that it's almost on a rebalancing autopilot. But I would say that you should take it seriously. And now is the time to be the boss of your money, to not just have blind faith that somebody else is doing it for you. And if you want to just do a checkup on yourself, then look at your statement from the end of 2022. Chances are you lost 20% on the uh, or more on the stock side and 26% or more on the bond side. And the reason I say or more is that the NASDAQ composite index lost a lot more than the Dow Jones Industrial Average last year. So if you had growth, you, although for the last decade, the growth has absolutely gone crazy. So it doubled the performance of the Dow. You know, last year, it, it, it definitely had a correction. So now when we are in this sweet spot where the banks are no longer failing and stocks are, you know, stocks are weakening a little bit, but they're certainly higher than, than they were at the end of 2022. Now is a really good time to do that rebalancing to know what you own in every part of your liquid assets and also to be un understand that there are creative ways that not only can you get your money safe but and this is another thing i'm going to go back to the blog because i do talk about it a little bit at the blog so um and we'll come back to bricks in just one moment so again you know cash cures can include ways that you can, your cash can retain its value and provide you cash flow. So that's something that we also talk about on um, day three of our retreat is that, you know, hard assets are going to hold their value better. You still have to have cash and you still really should have cash flow. So all of those things are, are important in today's crazy world. Um, I got to take you back to BRICS because that is important enough that we don't want to be, you know, just gliding over it. So definitely, you know, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa have started their own currency. They are using it among themselves, more uh, Russia and China than any of the other countries so far. Now, um, the rest of the world is not going to be as interested, but of course, Russia and China are pretty big countries. So, you know, the fact that they are using um, their own currency for cross-border transactions 
is something that can weaken the dollar a little bit. And I do talk a little bit about, you know, where the current currency reserves are um, and that sort of thing. But the dollar is still the largest currency in the currency reserves. And, um, you know, Russia is not there at all. India, not there really at all. China, a little tiny bit. And again, of course, the most of the gold is still in the Western world. So I wouldn't worry about BRICS becoming um, or replacing the dollar, largely because um, in the Western world, there's not a lot of trust for those countries, right? So it's mostly that they are trying to not have to be reliant upon the US dollar in their own cross-border transactions. And that is definitely happening with China and Russia, absolutely right now. But I don't think it's something that you need to fear. I think that what you really want to do, rather than be afraid of what all the things that are going on, is to understand how to protect your wealth how to keep the money in the family instead of making billionaires rich. Things that can uh, help, you know, if you have, um, you know, uh, kids or grandkids, or if you don't have kids or grandkids, you still want your money to be doing something in the world that you believe in rather than just making billionaires rich. And by the way, that's what's happening right now is that with inflation, there's a lot of people that are burning through savings and all they're doing is trying to stay afloat. All they're doing is trying to pay their bills. So we have to solve, this is part of the things that we need to solve is we have to say, hey, uh, don't buy into that system that everything has to go flying out the door. And there are solutions for that too, but we have to think about the family in an intergenerational context. We have to think about community and people coming together to create a stronger bond in the community. And all of those things are things that we are doing at the retreat, both the online retreats where we teach you financial literacy and our in-person experiential retreats where we put the community together and have fun because we are living all of the precepts that we learn in the online uh, retreats. Now, I'm gonna go ahead and leave it there, but I wanna show you a couple of other resources and, um, and then I'll stop it and we'll see if we have any questions and then uh, we'll go ahead and close out. So a couple of more resources, again, nataliepace.com. Be sure that you go there and if you just scroll down, First of all, do read The Power of 8 Billion, It's Up to Us. Not only can you help say, you know, heal the planet, but you can save thousands of dollars annually in your budget with smarter choices. Scroll down, you'll see our online financial empowerment retreat, October 7th through the 9th. Join us. Also, we have our next experiential retreat. Again, you do the online training online. And then when we go to the Royal Manor House in Cornwall to live the things that we learn about online, um, we don't do any you know, training, right? We've done it all before then so that we actually just step into a world that I have carefully curated where every footstep that you're taking is showing you the things that I've already taught you. And of course, including community. So um, that's something to think about. And that does include online training in the um, registration of it. And there's another one that we're gonna be doing 
very likely in September, it's possible it might be in October. I mean, sorry, in August. Um, it, it depends on my filmmaker. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and stop. And oh, by the way, here's uh, youtube.com forward slash Natalie Pace. And that's where you can share this video with your friends and you know, be sure that you are subscribed there so that you see all of the new stuff when it first comes up. All right, so I'll stop it there for now. See if anybody has any questions and then we'll close out in just a moment. So again, thank you so much for joining me today. Be sure to share this video with your friends. Be sure to subscribe so that you do not miss our next free video conference. I do them once a month. Thanks again. NatalieFace.com.